Hey everyone, welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast. My name is Stephen Buge and I'm here to tell you that every man podcasts, but not every man truly lives. We are talking Braveheart today and with me, as always, and returning from his uh, from his adventures last week, is the one and only... Alex Riello. How's it going, folks? It's good to have you back, Alex. Hope everything is well. Yeah, everything's pretty good. Thank you, sir. Excellent, excellent. Um, so yeah, this is Braveheart. And yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Are, are you Scottish? I'm a little bit Scottish, just a little. So, bit. I, I got some. I got some. I I got a lot of the. I got a lot of Anglo in me. Pretty, you know, right. English, Irish, Scottish. So, so probably maybe some Welsh, a little bit. So uh, yeah, this movie. What? All right, Alex. So this is this is the 1995 Best Picture winner. You're 13. I'm 12. Mm-hmm. We're basically this is this is the r movie for us this is the rated r movie oh, yeah. that hits all the buttons w- what was your experience with this movie when you were growing up some 20 years I ago loved it loved it i it was like it was exactly the bloody manly movie every teenage boy wants you know it's like the kind of you know just badass guys killing each other and then uh and then it, you know, I, I'll admit I cried at, at the end uh, when I was a, oh, yeah. when I was a child. Not to spoil anything, but William Wallace doesn't have a good end. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I I, uh, I remember it. It really deeply affected me as a kid. Now, <laughs> well, we'll get to that. But uh, but yeah, it definitely uh, it definitely stuck with me. I remember it being like kind of the, one of the first kind of uh, war movies, I guess. That kind of one of those big battles that I can remember ever like being oh, like yeah. completely. Uh, thrilled with and overwhelmed with and i mean i, I think it's still we'll get into that but how, how it holds up but um but yeah i definitely a uh, big influence on me it was it was a hit at the perfect time it was definitely a 13 year old boy this is a 13 year old boy's movie this is <laughs> this yeah. is a movie by and for 13 year old boys <laughs> yeah pretty much it's like as you say it checks off all the boxes you got yeah. you got violence you got dismemberments you got epic speeches even more epic music this is mm-hmm. one of my first boobs that i saw on screen and like like one of the times i watched it my mom was in the room and that was just really awkward if any kids remember what that was like it's got it's got it's got fucking everything i got the i own the soundtrack i had the vhs the two the two vhs box thing and i wore that thing into the ground this was my shit growing up. I love this movie, and I feel your I feel your hesitation and frustration because I watch this now and I am, and I'm like, okay, I am clearly not twelve to seventeen or whenever like my big brave heart watching. I used to, I remember waking up in the morning, like really early in the morning, really early in the morning before school, and I just watched one of the VHSs of this. Just I just would just watch the first one and the next morning I just watched oh, the second wow. one and then the day after I just started all over again. That's what I it's like I man, I can't Damn. I can't imagine doing that anymore <laughs> for any any movie, right? Anything. And I especially can't imagine doing it now with uh with Braveheart, which twenty one years later I'm gonna spoil it a little bit. I don't know if it uh, if it holds up as well for thirty three year old Steve as it did for twelve to seventeen year old Steve, but I look forward to getting into that conversation uh, definitely. But at the time, oh, I was like I'm putting myself back into when I was when I was younger before I had the life I have now, and it was it was everything because like this, like like I said, this is the first major war movie, so it was like Braveheart, and then. You roll into like you got Saving Private Ryan, and then suddenly you have all these other epic fantasy battle things happening. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, and it's just yeah. and it's so great. Gladiator and all all these epic epic films. This is my first introduction to an epic movie that was presumably good at the time. <laughs> oh, presumably. <laughs> presumably. Well, it won best That's picture. A leading leading statement. Yeah, <laughs> it won best picture. However. This was the only Best Picture award it picked up. Every other movie yes. picks up like a BAFTA, a Golden Globe, or Screen, you know, screen you know, Critics Guild. Not Braveheart. This is the only one it won. Literally the only one it won. Didn't take. It's the only time in Academy history that has ever happened. For wait, the Academies? Uh, I think 
So no, no. They won best. No, one five. No, no, I, I, I know. Oh, jungle. No, no, I, I know. I, no, I mean, like the the Academy Award mm-hmm. was the was the was the was the only best picture. Uh, a, like best picture, best picture award, it won. Like it didn't win oh. the the Brit the, the the BAFTA, the gotcha, gold, gotcha, the gotcha, cans, gotcha. the, the only the, the gotcha, gotcha. Uh, they're talking the about the one. how the Oscars got it. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that that is wow. Is that the only one? That's that's insane. Only one. I, be- I, believe, then, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. So then, what was going on with the Oscars? That's what we should be asking. Oh well, we Some, will. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find out about that uh, in a little bit, but um. Yeah, Alex. Uh, I so we record this. We record this differently. We don't have the music going, but I'm probably going to have just the entire music playing under it because that score is something else. And yeah. I, like you're picturing it in your head right now, and you're going, "Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty epic." Yeah. <laughs> well, I got the I got the the, the theme. That's what, that sticks with me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's something that I feel like uh, Lord of the Rings kind of. Uh, is, I, some of the Lord of the Rings music uh, reminds me a lot of it. Perhaps with less, less bagpipes, but uh, oh, and, uh, dude, similar kind of. I love those bagpipes. I love those. <laughs> I, it's it's a great it's a great score. It really it's, it's it definitely really an epic. What what a James Horner's finest. I uh, yeah. you know obviously I was I was a teenager, and I obviously wasn't thinking about dying, but I was like I could use some bagpipes at my funeral. I think that would be. Awesome. Now I think it'd just be like that'd be fun just to annoy oh. the shit out of everyone. But, <laughs> pl- but you know, play, playing outlawed tunes on outlawed pipes, oh, so quotable. This movie, st- I was watching this movie, and I was just quoting along to it. That's how much. That's how much I saw. That's how much I remember of it. It's so it does have a lot of stuff. Good, good stuff going for it. But we're gonna talk about how maybe it doesn't all add up to. What we as youngsters once once remembered. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to find out what was going on with the Academy that year, in which Mel, in which Braveheart won five Oscars, and what competition it had. So do stick around. We'll be right back. To all of you, the Academy's appreciation. The nominees for Best Picture of the Year are. Apollo 13, Brian Grazer, producer. (laughs) Babe, George Miller, Doug Mitchell, Bill Miller, producer. Braveheart, Mel Gibson, Alan Ladd Jr., Bruce Davey, producer. The Postman, Mario Vittorio Chakigori, Gaetano Daniele Producers, Sense and Sensibility, Lindsay Duran Producer, and the Oscar for Best Picture is presented to... Welcome back to the podcast. We are talking Braveheart, the Academy Awards. It won the Academy Awards. It didn't win, and the other people who were nominated for Academy Awards that it eventually beat. Braveheart took home five that year. Best picture, obviously. We are talking about it. Uh, Mel Gibson picked up his uh, director statue for this movie. Uh, I think he well deserved. We're going to say well, very well deserved. We're going to talk about Mel Gibson and uh, him as a director, him as a person, him as an actor. Three three very different people. Uh, best cinematography, absolutely hands down. John Toll, who won the year before for Lensing. Was it? No, it wasn't A River Runs Through It. It was that other one with Brad Pitt and the bear. Oh, oh, oh. 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 Ah, It'll come I to me. can't remember it. But yeah, one of, yeah, one of the few times we had the uh, two, uh, a cinematographer win twice. I believe the last time was actually uh, Emmanuel Lubezki who won for Birdman, and then later The Revenant. Uh, sound effects, editing, and best makeup. Fun fact about the uh, about the makeup, and I assume they're talking about the blue woad makeup uh, or, or, mm-hmm. or woad makeup that the uh, the Scots wear during uh, all of the mm-hmm. major battle scenes. They the Scottish. People stopped wearing that about 
800 years before this movie. <laughs> but Yeah, this is something we talked about a little with the sound of music last week, but if, yeah, if you want to go into the historical aspects of this film, oh, you got a lot of issues. Oh, yeah. And we we and I'm so looking forward to sinking my teeth into that, but uh right now it was uh, so the film was also nominated for best original screenplay by uh, Randall Wallace who was actually somewhat kind of related to William Wallace the star the main character of this of this movie he was investigating his heritage and came across the story of William Wallace who helped free the Scots from English uh, oppression for at least a little while uh best editing sure I'll give you Still that Still not quite out are they Yeah uh, yeah Sorry. best costume and original dramatic score which I I'm trying to think of what oh maybe it was Pocahontas that won like or whatever was the big uh, for, original score. for original score. Either way, either yeah. way, I'm very mad that it didn't win. But James Horner would win for essentially oh, the uh, same. Postman sc- actually. Oh, the Postman. Oh, Il, yeah. Il, Il Postino, yeah. not the Kevin Costner movie. Right, right, right. Different, yeah, exactly. Different. The Postino, the Postman. Yes. Or the Postman, the Postman. Right. But James Horner would win in uh, two years for essentially the same score for Titanic. So. There you go. Right yeah. Uh, so that's what uh, Braveheart was nominated for in one. Alex, what else was nominated for Best Picture that year? For Best Picture, we had great lineup. Um, we had Apollo 13. Uh, that fantastic. Yep. That's great. Uh, one of Ron Howard's the, best movies. One of the most exciting. Yeah. Did I just lose you? Uh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But Ron Howard, uh, one of my favorite Ron Howard movies, I would say. I would say. I he's, think he's a... Uh, I, like I don't like a lot of his movies. He has the... the he's a journeyman with a big, na- with a big name attached because he's Ron Howard. But this is, uh, this, is one of his, this is one of his finest films, I think. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's great. And Tom... Maybe that can get you excited about uh, a room of scientists is <laughs> impressive. Oh, yeah, most of it is just a bunch of, a bunch of dorks crunching numbers. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it is thrilling. Right. It's like so utterly <laughs> captivating. We need to make this fit into this using nothing but that. I'm like, oh, and it's, yeah. it's yeah. so it's so exciting. It's so exciting. Okay. The Martian, oh. the Martian took a lot from that. I felt I felt like it took a lot of the, uh, you know, figuring out how to make science accessible <laughs> to the mainstream audience kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What else? Yeah. Uh, we also had Sense and Sensibility. Yep. Ang Lee's, uh, Ang Lee's first. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, that for, was Wait, no, was it? Yeah, it was Angling film. Nobody really remembers that. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, he did the whole... Was the, um, was the Ice Storm? Wait, was he, was he the Ice Storm? No, he wasn't. The yeah. Uh, wait, no, no, no. Um, to, man. Um, what did he do? No, he well, he also did a well. Brokeback was how many? Right, more? but curious. no, no, no. But like, but like, uh, like around this time, didn't he have one more, or was this his big one? I think was his first big American one. I want to say Ice Storm might have been after this. Ice Storm was after this. Okay. Ice Storm was a couple years after. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was definitely his big. Uh, his big American debut, yeah. uh, and he got an Oscar for it, so, or a uh, nomination rather for it. That's. Not yeah. shabby. Not too shabby. Uh, we we also have uh, yeah, Il Postino, the Postman, unfortunately titled uh, trans- oh, translation yes. because because of Kevin Costner. Damn you, Kevin Costner! No, because <laughs> <laughs> they got saddled with that stupid name. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, uh, yeah, it's, um, but it's an Italian film. It's one of only eight foreign language films to have ever been nominated for Best Picture. None of them have ever won. And it's seven if you discount Letters from Iwo Jima, which was a, uh, a you know, it was directed by Clint Eastwood and it was an American-backed film. Mm-hmm. But still, that is good company. You have uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, speaking of Anne Lee. You have Amor, uh, I think, uh, Grand Illusion, and a, f- and a few others that escape me right now. But very good company right there. I have not seen Il Postino, The Postman. Have you? No, I have not. I've seen the postman, uh, the the Costner postman, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I, cho- I chose I chose poorly in my postman <laughs> viewing. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, confession, confession. I kind of like Kevin Costner as the postman. <laughs> it's as a guilty pleasure. I could see it working. Yeah. It's again, pretty. But again, it's one of those movies I saw when I was like at the right age, and it uh, probably has not held up at all. It, it probably would require a lot of alcohol to be a fun movie. Although it could probably. 
potentially be one of those. It could be one of those. It's got Tom Petty playing a post-apocalyptic version of Tom Petty. Come on, on, that's pretty cool. I love that. I love that shit. I forgot about that. Okay, finally, but there's one one we're missing. Finally, yes, the the second best Babe film. Uh, (laughs) Babe. uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, George Miller. I'm going to say George Miller, even though I know he didn't direct this one. He did not direct uh, this one, but uh, I think he did produce it. He did write it, though. He did write it? (sighs) He wrote it. He produced it. He... uh, he got his mark on it. Definitely, it's it's weird how how even his children's movies still feel like like George Miller films. Like Happy Feet is a George Miller film. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's it's a holy crap. That's a kinetic like thrilling movie. Oh, it's <laughs> I, I love didn't the, expect that. I, I love your. I think is it your most retweeted tweet of you're watching a George Miller film uh, about a, about a about a survivor in a post apocalypse in like a. There's so many there's so many parallels to Mad Max. It's it's insane. Uh and I do love Bay uh Babe Pig in the City is one of the darkest children's movies you'll you'll ever it's see. So dark. I look forward to hearing what your what your daughters think about that movie. Oh god. That's <laughs> one of those ones I might hold off. I'll show them all the uh you know Nazi musicals before that. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh but, uh, but, but uh, yeah, this is for Babe though, of course. This is yeah. for the, uh, the the more feel good of the two. And you know um, what, you know what? Uh, I saw it a couple of years ago. It holds up. It is yeah, such. I, it's so wonderful and just um. Oh, what's his? I forget the actor's name. James Cromwell. James Cromwell. He's great. He's perfect in it. Yeah. It's he's a, he's always amazing though. It's it's such it's such a wonderful, completely non cynical film. You just you just mm. you can't help but love it. It's and it's it's. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Like I never. Like, it took me a while to realize as a kid. Like that. Wait, the same guy that made this other movie, where these guys are roaming the wastelands, murdering each other with arrows, and uh, elk and boomerangs, made this charming, wonderful story about a cute little pig. And uh, it's it never made sense to me. It's like, but you know, I kind of enjoy that about him. I just kind of love about Miller is that there's not one you can't be pigeonholed. Yeah, he makes. Uh, I like, I'll I like Mad Max. He'll make Lorenzo's oil. Uh, yeah, and they'll make Babe, and then he'll make Babe Pig in the City, and then he'll do another Mad Max film. It's uh, you can't. He'll make he'll, George Miller gonna George Miller, and God he's love right. him for it because he's uh, an underrated but still one of the best. Just, just absolutely oh, yeah. fantastic. Uh, so those are the five best picture nominees in 1995. Yes. But uh, Alex, 1995 was a pretty kick-ass year, I think at least. But it's, it could just be a, the 12-year-old oh, me yeah. talking. So like what no 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 I think objectively this is a really good this is a really good year for the movies I mean oh, I, I'm looking at all the crappy horror movies that I like that, that <laughs> I that I'm sure nobody else will appreciate There's a lot of crappy fun okay. horror movies this year what a lot some, What but, are some crappy fun horror movies Oh crappy fun Well you got uh, where to start Well you got Castle Freak which I think people get mad at me for saying that That's uh, bad It's a crappy movie but I, I really really like uh, what do you got? Demon Knight, the Tales from the Crypt oh, movie. I, oh, I remember Zane. Demon Knight. Yeah, Demon Knight. <laughs> it's so much fun. Uh, you got Lord of Illusions, one of the probably best Clyde Barker, Barker. adaptations. You got the the Prophecy with Christopher Walken as a crazy angel perching on every conceivable surface, like oh, wait, a bird. And and Viggo Mortensen, right? Was yeah, a yeah, Viggo yeah. Mortensen yeah. as Satan. Is he? I forgot who he is in yeah. that. He's one he's, of the angels, but he's really good in it. Yeah, that movie is underrated. I love that. I do love that movie. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really crappy movies. I feel like this is when I started getting into horror too. So it's like I saw all these movies. This is one of those times I used to go to this uh, my local video store and just grab everything yeah. and come home with like you know five movies and watch them all night. Um, but there is actually one of my favorite uh, vampire movies came out this year. Uh, this movie called Habit, which I don't think anybody really knows about. Unfortunately, it's uh, Wait, Larry Festin. You've told me about this. Yeah, habits you an amazing. You have told films. me about the habit before. It's it's like one of those movies that like perfectly encapsulates living in New York. It feels like a, it feels like a New York film, and it's about this. It's all about like addiction and, and obsession, and and uh, it's it's kind of like does like a, I don't know if you saw George uh, George Romero's Martin, uh, where it's it's uh, another vampire. Mm-hmm. It's another vampire tale that basically. Uh, you're not sure if he's actually a vampire. You don't know if it's just this guy going nuts. Um, it's similar kind of vein with that, but it goes much more into. Uh, this kind of uh, uh, you know, twenty-four hour in New York uh, craze mentality and just drugs and alcohol and then uh, this guy losing his losing his mind and it's fucking great. I I love that movie. Uh, that Larry Fessenden, awesome. yeah, he's a really underrated uh, director. He also appears in uh, 
Until Dawn, he wrote uh, the, the video game. I don't, I don't know if you play that, but that is an amazing it's game. game. It's a good game. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 He shows up in it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Everyone watch The Habit. Everyone watch The Habit. That's, everyone that's watch the takeaway. That. All right, that's but, a, the takeaway. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> uh, you got any yeah, other uh, horror movies? Or? Uh, besides, well, there's some other stuff. But not, uh, like, there's like Species came out this year. Oh, some yeah. other stuff. Species. That's, that's great. Carnosaur 2. <laughs> Fantastic, no. but uh, <laughs> but for those of you who perhaps did not frequent your uh, local video store back when you had a local video store, 1995 also had some uh, pretty big and at least memorable movies in certain ways. I'm going to start off with uh, Kevin Costner. He, we've already brought him up. Waterworld mm-hmm. came out this year. Oof. Yes. He loved his post-apocalyptic movies. I skipped school to see Waterworld. Oh. <laughs> and I, I regretted it. You may it. have been better off going to school, man. But... Uh, you know, it, I feel like that, I feel like that movie's not as bad as as everyone made out to. It was one of those movies that it's, it's, it's really not. It's really it's not. fine. It's, it's it really it really likes Mad Max though. That movie oh, yeah. loves Mad Max. Mad Max Let's on try water, Mad Max. which is fine. Water, yeah. The, uh, Jet skis. Fun fact: Braveheart is uh, Mel Gibson thought they were going to call it Mad Mac, and he was right. <laughs> so mm. there you go. Maybe. But let's see. Also, uh, Toy Story, the first uh, 3D CGI film, came out. Yeah, Toy Story. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna run down it. Usual Suspects. Yeah, there's a lot. Goldeneye. Seven. Batman Forever. Heat. Bad Boys. Strange Days. Before Sunrise. One of my all-time favorite films. Rob Roy. The other Scottish epic. <laughs> Crimson Tide. Mortal Kombat. Okay, well, I don't care what you say. It's one of my favorite video game adaptations. <laughs> I saw that theaters too, and that was actually one of the best theatrical experiences the I've had in my life. Same here. I saw it at Bay Plaza in the Bronx, and it went friggin' nuts. There's a scene where where like a scorpion comes into the like when he steps on stage, and like the whole oh, theater exploded. I've never seen a theater go nut that crazy. There's people throwing stuff at the screen. It was amazing. <laughs> that sounds like New York in the nineties. It's it's a very very Bronx yeah Bay Plaza was kind of a co-op city yeah yeah that was a lot of fun Hack, hackers Desperado Congo boom 1995 <laughs> Wait, you're fine, going all over fine year it's a fine year for film but uh, I was like but uh, seriously Usual Suspects is still a great movie. I, even, yeah. even if you know the twist at the end, and everybody knows the twist at the no, end, no, no. It's, it's it's definitely one of those films that the, the twist up. works with the film. Like you can watch it knowing everything, and it doesn't it doesn't spoil. It's not hinging on the twist, and it's it, the fact that it is all seated there. It's it's so brilliant. Yeah, and it just, is, it, it just changes how you enjoy it. You're watching a exactly you know, a master it, storyteller. Yeah. It's, it's really good. <laughs> uh, it was also the Kevin Spacey got his first of two Oscars as best supporting actor for The Usual mm-hmm. Suspects. And uh, oh, I do have to mention one thing. 1995 was the year we finally got to say Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage. Oh, one best yeah. actor for Leaving Las Vegas, which is and not honest, Vampire's not Vampire's Kiss. Ugh. Remember that uh, that that for, that Nick Cage marathon? That was uh, <laughs> yes, of course. How could I ever forget? That's like one of my <sighs> that was the greatest, the great theatrical experiences. <laughs> the experiences. Yeah, we so we went to a, a Nicholas Cage marathon at the uh, the Alamo Draft House uh, in Yonkers, <sighs> and uh, of course they included Vampire's Kiss because how could you not? It, uh, that was a that was a special it's movie. Such a, <laughs> special's the word for it. It is. We should just have a Nicholas Cage episode. But anyways, <laughs> um, so that was that was 1995. A lot of good movies. A lot of contenders that I think could you can make the point saying maybe better yeah. than Braveheart. Uh, and so we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and we're going to discuss the reasons why that might be. Sons of Scotland, I am William Wallace. William Wallace is seven feet tall. Yes, I've heard. Kills men by the hundred. And if he were here, he'd consume the English with fireballs from his eyes. Bolts of lightning from his arse. <laughs> I am William Wallace. And I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Right? Against that? No! We will run! And we will live. Alright? Fight and you may die. Run 
And you'll live. At least a while. I'm dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! And we're back here on Oscar Watch, and we are now here to talk about Braveheart. And this is going to be a fun conversation. Uh, Alex, I'm going to call Braveheart what its name probably actually is, and that is Historical Inaccuracies, the movie. We had this conversation <laughs> before in The Sound of Music, but I feel like this may be a more egregious take on how to fuck up someone's life story. And yeah. did it's did it bother you just how completely fictitious all of this is? I don't like I don't know if you've done any I, of the re- reading yeah, into I'm, William Wallace, but yeah, I have. I mean, I know the bare basics. I, I definitely uh, my Scottish history isn't isn't. Uh, I'm not too up on it, but um, yeah, the more I read into it, <laughs> the more I'm like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, you watch the movie, and obviously, you could tell that there's some things that that are going to be. I mean, any kind of one of these films. You figure there'd be characters, you know, combined into other characters and things taking place in other places. But yeah, this movie is kind of just completely false, almost. I mean, except for the guy's name, right? It's not too much. Uh, what you know, kind of what he did, but the times are all wrong. The 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 main battle, the the biggest battle in the movie, didn't happen. Wait, uh, it, it was uh, Sterling. Ster- or? The Battle of Sterling. No, it was no. the Battle of Sterling Bridge. The Battle of Sterling Bridge. When when there's no bridge in the movie. There's no bridge. When asked when <laughs> when he was asked why uh, there was no bridge in the movie, he said the bridge got in the way. The guy the guy immediately responded, <laughs> that's, "I that's what the English found too." And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> great, <line. laughs> great I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's called the Battle of Sterling Bridge. Like, that's what that's what historians call it. So they just left off the bridge part of it. Which, that the whole reason which they they won that battle yeah. is yeah because it was on a bridge because like it was said, on a bridge yeah. right and and like okay 1990 mid 90s me was like this is the coolest battle ever, but mm. now now that I hear more about how the actual battle happened. I'm like, this fucking bridge battle would have been amazing. You just had like a yeah, couple of dudes kind of... like sh- getting f- getting funneled through this narrow narrow pass. Like that's so that sounds like a much better strategy. Then but... disappearing wooden uh, stakes, which uh, is still right. I, the, the, where they where do they get them from? I still I still don't know. You they, don't see they, them. They cut down the tall trees. However, you know what? Yeah, but you don't see them. It cuts before they did shots before then. Like where where are those things hiding in the grass? Yeah, it's it's well, well it's also it's thing. also disappear it's disappearing disappearing wooden pole, spears. It's disappearing sunglasses, wristwatch. He, oh. <laughs> he, he has a, he has a sword. Then he has a pick. Then he has the sword again. It's it's. I'm surprised. Like it did. It did it win. Did it win editing? It no. It was nominated for best editing. And thank God it didn't win because it certainly didn't deserve it. Um, <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, the, so, no the, so, sorry. Side note on this one. Uh, the Battle of Winterfell. Spoiler alert for Game of Thrones season six. Why I was watching this and going, God damn it, Jon Snow! You should have just made some goddamn spears and maybe had some fire. You even said, you know what? They're going to have a lot of horses. What are we going to do about that? Maybe you should build some spears instead of, I don't know, just running at them like a dumbass. You he's headstrong. He's, what do you want? He's, he's, I know, but it's just, he was such like he he even knew he was doing a bad thing. Like stupid John Snow, <laughs> you, you know nothing. Anyways, I cut you. I, I was cut, I was cutting you off. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no worries. I, I was going to say that that battle, uh, as exciting as it is, it's almost overwhelming. It's just nonstop violence. It's in a remarkably violent movie, too. Oh, That's yeah. one of those movies that are like, wow, how did this actually end up with an R? Because this is just nonstop bloodshed. They, it, um, they, during... they toned it. They toned it down. They were actually it was yeah. They, I know they made 17. some parts, but there's there's parts where it's like it's like just shot, shot, shot. Every every single shot is a is a moment of violence. There's someone's getting arm uh, cut off, or someone getting his head bludgeoned in, right. or someone else getting his head bludgeoned in, or a third person getting his head bludgeoned. <laughs> it's like it's like over and over. Yeah. Every shot just like nonstop, and it's like whoa, 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 you know, ease up a little bit. It's just just <laughs> cuts of just just. It, you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love violence as much as the next guy, possibly more. Uh, <laughs> cinematic, cinematic violence. But um, 
uh, sometimes really, but uh, no, <laughs> no, it's just, it's like so overwhelming and so jarring and it just doesn't, I mean, I guess, I guess that's probably the point to, to show the chaos of battle, see, but um, you know, you need to pull away a little bit. I feel like yeah. give, give us a sense of what's going on. Right. It gets a little too much sometimes. Yeah. It was, it was, it was so like, I used to think that he was like a really good action director. I'm like, Oh, this is kind of great. But now he was just, he was throw he was, you're right. He was overwhelming. It's an overwhelming amount, like especially like just a dude's head gets chopped off. And I was watching this, and I was thinking, wait, where have I seen fighting like this? And I realized these aren't Scottish like farmers and like militia troops. These are Scottish superheroes right here. Because in <laughs> in Sterling, they just they just go to town. They're like the Spartans in 300, where they're like, nope. Did they lose a man? It doesn't feel we, like... We, we didn't... The closest we came to was uh, Brendan Gleeson's... Guy taking the arrow in the ass. No, uh, Brendan Gleeson's dad got his hand chopped off, which right, 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 yeah. was totally a not really a non-issue. But, yeah, yeah. But, he's, but they're, he's, they're, a, he's they're, a fun character. They're, like, unstoppable. And it almost... I was like, yeah. somebody's, like, just get, like, a cut or something or pull away yeah. or do something. But it, you're right. It was so like, uh, in twist, your face. Twist an ankle... Yeah, something. No, it, it, yeah. And then it changes around the, the later battle when the tide turns against them. It's the complete opposite. It's all them getting butchered and slaughtered. Right. Um, and it's like, eh, that's, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really work as that. I mean, it's, it's obvious what they're trying to do is to show what right. they're, you know, their I moment did. in the film. Also, also another another uh, Winterfell battle, Winterfell callback. I was seriously expecting that when a bunch of the North Northmen ran out to meet... Jon Snow and his army, they would do what the Irish did here and just turn around and Stop. and start fighting Ramsay. Didn't happen though. Yeah. Very disappointed. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I, I did like that there was at least a little bit of more strategy on the English side in during the Battle of Fal- Falkirk uh, yeah. than, in, than at Sterling. Because apparently Edward the Longshanks, A, he wasn't that much of a, of a dick. And he was really good at fighting people. Like he was mm. phenomenal. Like they call they they call him one of he was a military genius. I think they they call mm. him. Uh, and as opposed to the the Scots over here, which is like you know they're basically they're basically shown as you know the barbarians. They're just basically like you know like marginally more violent Ewoks. They're not really, they're just like a just like a hairy race of <laughs> people who just love to drink and 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 screw and 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 beat each other up. It's, it's, they're not really. I don't know how I would feel if I were Scottish about this film, especially with all the historical inaccuracies. I believe there weren't they going to make a statue to William Wallace, but since they didn't know what William Wallace looked like, they were just going to make him look like Mel Gibson. Is that a thing that happened? <laughs> it sounds like I can, I can only imagine oh. that was met with maybe a little bit of derision because, uh, first of all, Braveheart. That is actually the nickname or the moniker of Robert the Bruce, the guy who keeps fucking up in the movie, but is actually the real hero of this entire period, and is a is actually a far more interesting character just in real life and reading up on him. He's like he's he's a great person, and they make him kind of this little waffly stooge guy who does who, who finally who finally comes to his senses at the end, and it's and it's he great. And yeah, redeems himself, but uh, yeah. certainly at the end, I'm like, no, they shouldn't bleed with yeah. you, man, because you betrayed their, like their leader, not once but twice, and so maybe we'll just we'll just do this whole fighting thing on our own. It's fine. Um, but okay, so there's a lot of violence here, uh, and that's probably one of its, at least for teenage us, that's one of its main selling points. Plus, but this, yeah. but this. It starts out because in the grand Hollywood way of they decide to fridge William Wallace's wife, his secret wife, because really that's the for for you know political up, upheaval is not a noble enough goal. You need to have, need to have a little mm-hmm. bit of revenge over yeah, a yeah. murdered loved one. Uh, yeah, I, I I found the love story, the, both love stories, to be so weak watching it now yeah. how about you oh terrible yeah no it, it's i mean he's going 
He's ostensibly going to war for freedom, but it, the whole thing is just because he's, you know, he's mad that that his uh, his woman was taken away. That's that's the whole thing. He pulls all these people into war. He doesn't seem to care. His character does not seem to care about what's going on with the country, the English taking over. He's he's traveled the world. He doesn't really care. What does he care about? What you know? I mean, the, the, the this William Wallace leaves. I don't think I believe the uh, historical one didn't actually leave Scotland. I think they said. I don't, um, I don't think so. He spent a lot of time. Know, and his whole, this whole sorry. No, 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 I was going to say, his whole, his, the whole point of him going off to Rome and all these other countries to learn Latin, I don't understand that part of the, the plot at all either. What is that? It doesn't give anything to the character except him able to see, speak Latin a couple times. But it's uh, so cool when he does. It's always a fun trick when the guy yeah. actually speaks the language. But you know, I think it's meant to like learn him right so he's not... But he so doesn't he's, act educated. It's not like he's he's like no, he doesn't act like he's a world traveler. He's still like a brutish Scotsman, like the rest of them. Don't get, don't get mad at me. No, um, but like and for his relationships, it, it, it all it is just give him the impetus to for the next for the next part. It's like the whole thing wouldn't have happened if if, uh, if his uh, wife hadn't been killed. Um, he wouldn't have started. You know, this character at least he wouldn't have started a, a war. He wouldn't have brought everyone to. To kill, which is kind of messed up because all his friends' wives were getting raped by noblemen and all his uh, his towns were taken over by the English. It's not until, you know, it uh, personally affected him that he decides to drag everyone into his own personal war, basically. Right. And then and then so he has this first wife who 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 was who was killed and this is and that was what that was one of the scenes where I think I finally discovered my uh disgust of neck things i hate it when like things happen to people's necks because like they have yeah. a, they just coldly cut that one dude's throat so i'm like oh god uh, yeah. but uh so so murren his for his wife dies and then you know, he goes to war for her kind of like occasionally dreams about her but has no problem betting the princess of wales when she comes a knocking and <laughs> a something that Absolutely did not happen, one hundred percent. And kind of, <laughs> you don't think so? I don't think so. And kind of cheapens his, his yeah. whole his whole thing. Like his, you know, you want him. To, he's supposed to be this. He's fighting. Right. For, he's fighting for this woman, and the, now, and like, yes, she's dead, but not to him. He's yeah. he's not, and he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna go bang this other lady and get her pregnant with my kid. Is that cool? That's fine. Yeah, that whole part too is that the whole thing that she's he's, she's pregnant with his child, and the, you know that's like the last thing he tells. Uh, she, she tells Longshanks. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 such a it's such a cheap thing. I don't know. No, really, I, it doesn't. Yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah, the, the the whole movie I actually have written down that Randall Wallace, the writer, he knows how to play to the cheap seats. There yeah. are moments where if you don't think about them, if you just let them wash over you, basically all of the speeches, the uh, the, yeah. the like, there, there are so many quotable lines in here that sound great, but don't add up to much. Like every man dies, not every man really lives. Like. Oh, uh, okay, okay, sure. That sounds cool, but, but that sounds more like it's on a fortune cookie. But it's playing to the cheap seats, and it's it's uh, it's it's very high, very violent melodrama. And mm-hmm. it, on on that level, it absolutely works. But I'm watching it now, twenty years later, quoting it. Sure, and there's nothing else there. I'm still I'm still like this is the exact same experience I've had since I was fifteen. Over and over and over and over again, and I'm I'm really disappointed that I was hoping it would a- it would have aged better than this, but I don't think yeah. it has. I really don't. Uh, yeah, and I feel one of my things I hate most of it is that the character himself. Like, I I I feel like Mel Gibson he didn't need to make passion after this because he he is Jesus. This character is is could do no wrong. He he's he, he I mean he's he's strung up on the cross at the end. Oh yeah, he's got his whole. Uh, Seem like that, like he could not be more Jesus-like, you know, um, uh, if if he tried. And I, I wonder if how much of that is because of the writer talking about his ancestor. Because I, um, this is the problem I ran into. Is, I don't know if you ever saw uh, It Man. Um, uh, I've never seen it. Oh, yeah, man. It's it was it was it's a good movie, great great action movie. Don't get me wrong, a really fun really fun action movie. Anytime we watch uh, Donnie Yen beating the hell out of people is great. Uh, but it, the, uh, I think it was a uh, Yip Man's uh, son and like a few of his students who wrote it. And then it's like uh, it's it's one of those things where this character is just like the the most you know the the, the pers- all his decisions are all the the most good decisions you could ever make. Never does a bad thing to anybody. And I feel like that's the same thing with with Wallace here. He doesn't he doesn't feel like a human being. 
Right. He's, he's, a, a, he's, uh, a, he's uh, a cipher. He's uh Yeah. Yeah, he's he's not a real character. There are, there are other characters kind of around him, but there's he's not he's not a real person. He's an no. ideal. He's this noble virtue that's also super violent. He's this he's literally right. the avatar of freedom. I think, you know, like all of his, like when he's talking to the Bruce, he's God. like, yeah, we need, it's like, no, you got to give him freedom. Cause that's all that's worth. And it, it, yeah. It, I, I mean, this came out in 95. I don't think I heard freedom so many times until nine 11. I swear <laughs> there, they'd say freedom. Like uh, how many times the word, I would go through this. It probably like, he probably says freedom like 30 times in this movie. All he talks about is freedom. freedom. And he, he, and at the same time, his war is sold on freedom. Whereas it was actually something else. About yeah. that, it's, that's weird. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah. But he does have, but he does have his moment of doubt right, right when he is about to be executed. He like he, in true Jesus fashion, like kind of yeah. he's, he's afraid of it. It's his Garden of Gethsemane moment. But mm-hmm. uh, this is a, it's actually a running theme in a lot of Mel's movies. In the Lethal Weapon movies, he always gets strung up and tortured. Uh, here he gets strung up and tortured. He strings up another dude in passion. Uh, Apocalypto, which, by the way, is a very underrated movie. Apocalypto is great. It's a great like first blood type film. It. Oh, you should. Oh, you should. You know, there's more torture, and, and it's basically one long chase slash torture scene. So mm-hmm. Mel Gibson, he is a, uh, a diehard. Uh, Christian, I do believe that is that's it. That's his so thing. He clearly born again, but he's yeah, some he, kind of crazy. He Christian. clearly thinks of himself as Jesus, and mm-hmm. I think this his uh, his passionate religious views and that whole uh, sugar tits thing that he did that uh, was just unfortunate has tarnished yeah. his legacy. And okay, and Alex, I want to ask like. Do you is uh, what's your take on art versus artist, and does Braveheart lose a little because of the person who directed it? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I, I can enjoy a performance. Um, I can, I can separate the two. Um, it depends, though, if they're trying to tell me a message. Like obviously, something like passion, it's hard to, to separate the two because you can see exactly what he's trying to tell you. And I, it kind of is the same thing here, but it's it's about something that doesn't really you know affect me anyway because I am not Scottish. I might feel a little differently if I was. Right. Um, but yeah, I can I can generally separate the two. I can watch. I can enjoy like a, a Polanski or, a, or you know we 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 liked uh, um, and uh, Annie Hall, uh, <laughs> all the despicable things that uh. Has been said about some of these other people. Yeah, Woody Allen. Um, um, yeah, because yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, obviously, I mean, everything we know about Gibson, he's he's, he's a horrible racist prick. Uh, but, but but he's he, a great actor. He's a pretty good actor. He's yeah, good that's actor. the problem. It's, he's actually he's got a great presence. He's he's uh, oh, he does, and he's uh, yeah, pretty easy on the eyes. He's uh, with his long hair. <laughs> he's <laughs> that, uh, he's definitely uh, like it's he's definitely got like a Fabio thing going on. Fabio is a great uh, that's a great way to describe him. Yeah. Uh, his accent is a little, little whatever, but at least they're trying. Unlike in say Sound of Music, when nobody is trying at all for an Austrian accent, he, nah. d- I would, I would follow this guy in battle because he, he's literally just slogans and propaganda. Right, I was gonna say you follow person. him, but then later on you'd be like, "Wait a minute, we weren't fighting for freedom. We were fighting because some guy's wife got killed. We, yeah. There was no reason for me to get involved in this." I mean, you got- I mean, there there are reasons, but they are really outside of William Wallace's purview. Like right. he he sort of stumbles into this larger scale resentment that the uh, Scots yeah. the Scotsmen have for the English, and you know the English aren't helping the whole prima nocta thing, which also never That's happened yeah. in history <laughs> but it but, but it is a it's an appropriately evil thing for a villain oh, that's yeah. that's why it makes it, it makes it if you you know you can't uh oh, yeah. you can't you, defend like, them like i want i want a patrick magoo in a place long chest to be like twirling his mustache and petting a like one of those weird cats with no hair like it's yeah. it's total that's shorthand for Fair evil clear. villain He's... jerk this is the bad guy there's no doubt about it uh, yeah yeah. So, but I mean, if you stop and think about it too, though, they, they're pretty much. I mean, they're, they're terrorists. They're they're the, the things that they're doing in the film. If you, you know, they're burning people alive. They're doing all kinds of horrible things. Yeah, um, yeah. I think in, not, and I think in, I think the actual William Wallace. I think he may have used some. He, he used innocent civilians to his advantage mm-hmm. at some point, and so he was definitely 
you know, one man's terrorist, another man's freedom fighter. But right, right, right. he That's... he he rode the line pretty hard in the he's he's disrupting and he's killing a lot of people who don't necessarily deserve it. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they don't, but they don't, they don't really think about, they don't stop to think whether it's right, what they're doing or the methods that no, they're doing in this film. No, I wish, just, but no, I, I wish they the right did. Thing. I wish they did. No, I, like, like I would love a more, like if somebody like, just stop and be like, wait a minute, we're burning people alive right now. Maybe, maybe there could have been another way out of this. <laughs> maybe, I don't know if, you know, right. my life choices leading to this moment were the best, you know, no, nothing like that. Right, there's not, yeah, there's only talk of peace in the um, in the sense of winning. There's no talk in like there has to be. You know, I, know, I get that it's a medieval, medieval time and you know, times things are different, but this is clearly it's not even it's not it's not even it's only pretending to be a medieval movie. It's a movie about yeah. just generic like 20th century freedom fighters and just the notion there are Western ideology of what freedom is and what it should be, and in a in a conflict situation that. You wish they would stop and address some of these things a little bit in between all of the violence and killing and uh, carnage that happens in this film. Nope. nope. But no, no, it's fine. Not, we're not just we're, it's uh, it's Mel Gibson good, Patrick McGowan, he of the prisoner bad, and they're not going to fight, but they're going to come into conflict with one another, and it's um, like yeah, I wish like if this if this was if this was like all the same stuff, but. Focusing on Robert the Bruce, he was the one who was conflicted. He, you know, he wasn't sure where to be. He was. He, did he follow? Does he follow his father? Does he follow his heart? Does he appeal to the nobles? Does he appeal to the people or the king? Like that is an interesting character. Angus McFadden, uh, great actor. He plays. I loved his Robert the Bruce more more, mm-hmm. more now than I love Mel uh, Gibson's William Wallace because Robert the Bruce, he's the real hero. He's the the guy who like knows that. Yeah, you don't have to fight every single yeah. thing. Sometimes you have to you have to pull back, but when you ha- when it comes time but to fight, you have to do it. And it's that's right. but he's proven wrong though in this though. You know, in, in the film it's like he's like no, you have to it, it, the film almost kind of tried to tell him that no, you have to fight every single second of every every minute, of, you know. There's no there's no right. there's no gray area. So yeah. you're either fighting or you're losing. Yeah. No, that's kind no, of how it no, is. No, I think it's either, you're you're either fighting or you're being a sniveling, you know, kiss ass to the king oh, because, oh God. because, the, uh, because it's all about the, the 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 land and title or something. Yeah, can we talk about how uh, dis- you know, disgusting uh, how the Prince Edward's character is? How they they make this, you know, oh. the uh, the because because you know his son is is gay and uh, and effeminate and um and you know clearly the weak you know the 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 weak nobleman who who's going to be beaten by the real man kind of thing. And it's like, Oh, there's some, there's some disgusting uh, moments in this film. Oh yeah. With that, that whole stuff. It's like, it's all the cinematic shorthand. That's what it is. It's like, you know, the the good and bad, weak and strong. It's all, it's all a bunch of bullshit. And yeah, as a 13 year old kid, yeah, it's exciting and it's cool. (laughs) But you know, I think anything past a teenager, I don't know. I don't know. It it definitely does not. It does not hold up. It it doesn't. And also it's, there's a lot of cinematic shorthand. The movie is still three hours long. Yeah, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like there, there came a time yeah. I was like, "I am actually losing interest in Braveheart." And Braveheart of all movies, and I love yeah. this movie. But do uh, I love this movie? And it turns out I maybe I don't now, uh, now anymore, which is a, which is a shame to me yeah. at least to to younger me. Well, but, you were you were gifted with better war films. You were given the Lord of the Rings as, as oh, a. Yeah, there you go. There's your there's your there's your depth. There's your well, maybe not. They also still had good versus evil. Now that I think about it, but there's uh, <laughs> still more depth in Lord of the Rings than there is in, <laughs> in anywhere in Braveheart. Yeah, uh, which I've, I, I I do want them to come out with like I'm sure I think there are maybe like some documentaries, the real Braveheart, uh, William Wallace, like Untold or something like that. And I, I want to see mm-hmm. a, a more accurate version because this is a time you know any re- any revolution, any rebellion is uh, it's rife with drama with intrigue and conflict and ambiguity that is perfect for us for cinema and they just chose to go they they swung for the rafters yes they they hit it out of the park but it's it doesn't really it it was only it was like a solo home run and it didn't really it didn't win the game for them necessarily because it's it's so it's just it's going for the easy targets rather than trying to be something better which it clearly could have been if it just took a little more time to stop and right. think 
for once. Yeah, and you think with all that time they could have if they because this this could have been a perfectly serviceable two hour long action you know war movie that could have been it could have been a great you know uh, dumb. You know, like a bad boys two ish kind of just 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 oh. a nonstop uh, violence kind of movie, um, but yeah, as it is now, it's 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 kind of it's just a slog. It, it, it's, it really is. It's hard to get there. It really is. The uh, as mentioned, the music by James Horner, I think that does almost all the heavy lifting. Oh, for yeah. you, because like, all, all the feeling is is there. Oh yeah, and all, all the all the emotion. Yeah, I I can listen to this music and still get the tingle down my my back what like the same i do when i watch the movie and that makes me think wait a minute is this the music that's doing this or is Uh-oh. like james I think horner james he's he's very he's very good at at pulling at your strings because he uses a lot of strings here and a lot of pipes <laughs> as well so like you know i i'm starting to appreciate films that accent the music that accents the scene rather mm-hmm. than just overwhelms you and overpowers you with you should feel this way mm-hmm. you know, let let me decide let the filmmaker use all of the tools in his kit and mel gibson he is a talented director let him use what he has to create a scene to create more naturally the feelings that you are trying to convey rather than beating it over my head with the mm-hmm. very good music by james horner <sighs> you know I feel what? like you're, is it your childhood hero that's been yeah been he's, been, he's been he's been hung up he's been he's been pulled and he's been drawn and quartered and that uh, is that, that is Braveheart but you know what but at least there's freedom so, but at least we got freedom freedom <laughs> I, that's the part I cried as a child I was oh. like oh it's so, now, now it elicited no emotion from me it was so I, obvious I, I, I kind of uh, giggled I kind of was like <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous! And Murren is wandering through the crowd, and uh, but yeah. you know, you know, I will say that last shot of um, of the sword just sort of flopping, sword, yeah. sword flopping. I, a, I love that sword, and B, that final voiceover that still works for me. I was like, that's mm-hmm. how, that's how you send this movie out a good on, ending. A, on yeah. a good note. I, I I like I like if if every frame's a painting. I want that one on my wall. I just want yeah, <laughs> yes, that right there. Just a nice little a nice little canvas for me. So um so Alex, I think this is a this is a rousing picture, a rousing adventure. I'm not gonna deny that. There are some uh there are quotable moments, there are some great battle scenes. There's a whole lot of dead horses. There's a whole lot of dead horses. This movie hates horses. Scots hate horses. They so kill much. so many horses in this movie. It's one of those movies where like, you kind of run right to the – where's that? Like ASPCA, ASPCA thing at the end because like holy crap. Yep. They, they're, they're taking it's tumbles like, every few seconds. Yeah, I'm like somebody yeah. – something must have died at some point. Right, right. Someone's going to spear but, somewhere. Yeah, so Rousing Adventure, uh, quotable. Great, some great memories there. Best picture mm. though, I – I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, you know, honestly, especially not this year. Especially this, not this, this year. year. There's so, there's so much other stuff. Like, dude, Toy Story. Like, if you if Toy Story won, I'd be like, oh, I'm fine with that. Apollo 13 is great. Babe, oh, Babe won. That would have been amazing. But honestly, like, I think my favorite movie that year. It's probably it, oh, maybe a toss up between Usual Suspects and Seven. Or, Ooh, or we didn't talk. About, yeah, Seven. Yeah, that's... Seven, Seven's great. Or you know, or Before Sunrise, which is still one of you know that entire trilogy is still my favorite trilogy of all time, even. More than Lord of the Rings, mm. but, but wow. yeah, there's there's so much other good stuff that I Braveheart winning just seems. Like, yeah, I, it I was don't know how. Here. Very stacked. Yeah, that's the thing very too. Like, like you said before, I, that, that nobody uh, nobody else gave it the the award. It's kind of interesting that the Academy did because yeah, I guess they were. What did everyone else see that Academy didn't? I don't know. Oh, did they not want to give a? Like I don't know. Like, like there's no. I don't can't think of any like pol- uh, political reason that like Mel Gibson needed a. Uh, Oscar at that point, you know. Yeah, I don't think so. It's 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 it's, it's, a, it's an odd choice. I'm glad I got to revisit it. I'm glad we got to watch it again just to see how it held up, and uh, I guess maybe quash some of our inner childhood. And <laughs> let us let us know that remember yes, how stupid we were right. as children, and let us know that yes, we have actually matured in the ensuing two decades. But a little bit. 
Uh, but you know what? Uh, teenage me, who was who's always who was always here in some way. All the, all the different versions of me are locked inside, and he still really enjoys that. And I know I have the memories of loving this movie when I was uh, when I was younger. I will always have those memories. But now, as an adult, I can step back and appreciate the film, or not appreciate the film for what it is and what it does and does not do. Well said. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, it's I'm, hard. I'm, it's hard. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I I'm, 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 st- back, dude, I'm, st- I'm, I'm still just kind of bummed out. You sound it. It's it's because it's Braveheart, and it's supposed to, it's supposed to inspire you, and it 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 just kind of defeated me this time. Yeah, inspired me to watch a better movie. That's what. Ooh, inspires it, you know inspires me to go watch Lord of the Rings, all three. Of you. <laughs> yeah, you know it's a, you want to see a good battle. Even though you know, it's the one thing I do to appreciate. I was like, "Wow, this is when they actually had, uh, you know, this many extras." Although I think there was some, uh, some oh, yeah. footage with it, but yeah, yeah, there, well, there were tons of extras. Apparently, uh, they were a lot of Irish extras, and not all of them got along with one another. So they took the time to take the piss out of one another <laughs> during takes, which, which I think was hilarious. But um, cool. yeah, you got any other thoughts on Braveheart? No, I think that's we kind of covered it all. It's yeah, it's I don't know. Would you would you recommend someone see this instead of another historical war movie? Uh, see, I still I still think people should see it, mm. but eventually, don't go. You don't have to go out and see it right now. There are mm. so many other movies in 1995 you should see before then. Before I mentioned Usual Suspects, Seven, Strange Days. By the way. The original Bad Boys. Oh my God! So so many like movies that have really held up. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. And if you get to Braveheart, you got three hours. Yeah, you know, go for it. But there are other better ways to spend your time. <laughs> well then, shall we look towards the future, Steve? We, sh- we shall. We shall. Alex, get the die. Not, get the, not dye. the future, Steve, because we don't know what he'll think. But I mean, the future. Yes. God, future Steve. Future Steve may come back around and start liking Braveheart. Yeah, maybe he'll again. be like, you know what? I like. I like it. Any little dumber historical war movie. Yeah, uh, all right, but yeah, let's let's. Okay. Let's, uh, let's, so let's roll, Alex, let's roll has, the next Alex one. has two D ten uh, die that he's going to roll, and we're going to determine what film we're going to watch next time. Thirty. Ooh, I like where this is at. Oh, we got. Oops. Just close the thing. Uh, the Bridge on the River Kwai. Speaking oh. of historical war movies. Oh, oh my crap. god. Okay. Wow. Speaking. Uh, yeah, I have this. I own this. I will love to watch this again. Speak. God damn it. How many? <laughs> We're never going to watch a sixty-minute, seventy-minute movie, are we? Nope. We're just going to go for these three-hour ones. Yep. Well, I, <laughs> I think that's more because the Academy really likes the three-hour. Is that what the Academy likes? Uh, certainly back then. This is the great. Oh, no. did, did David Lean do yeah. this one? I assume David Lean did this one, starring yeah. uh, this star- yeah. starring Alec, sir, starring Sir Alec Guinness. Uh, uh, just mm-hmm. now, this is I be- my memory of this is that it's a nuanced war movie. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing this again next time here on Oscar Watch. If you like what you have heard, if you have if you disagree with us on Braveheart, you can write us an email at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail Find us on Facebook. Join the conversation. We love having you. We update things with uh, fun articles and uh, just little 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 notes that we have about the about the movie. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar Watch Pod. We update and we throw on screen screen caps of the films. It's a whole lot of fun. We got a good community going on, and we'd love you to be a part of it. And Alex, where can people find you if they wanted to get in touch? Just uh, hit me up on Twitter. Just Alex Rabiola at Twitter. Okay, it's the best way. Yep, that we can is... talk about all the war, we're, all the and, war movies. And next time on Oscar Watch, we're going to talk about even more war movies with the bridge over on over bridge on bridge, bridge on, on though. The bridge is on. Oh, it was on. I mean, not to spoil anything. Isn't it? Oh, I thought it was over bridge over the river. Oh, no, bridge, no, bridge, bridge, on, bridge on the river. Yeah. Yep. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about bridge on the river. Kwai. Uh Until then, we shall see you at the movies. Take care.
I'm trying to think of like what line can I use? Tell me you love me. Always have. 